This podcast is brought to you by Catch the Fire Boulder, where we're more than a church. We're family. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please go to ctfboulder.com. I'm um, Christy, if I haven't got to meet you before. Uh, my husband and I started the, the church here. It'll be 17 years ago in May. It's crazy. But um, unfortunately, he is not feeling terrific today. He got his second vaccine yesterday. Our daughter is in Australia, and there's no way to get out of the country and see her without getting the vaccine. So he got it, but now he's in bed. <laughs> Um, But Steve sends his love to everybody here in the room and everybody watching online. I know we've got some people out fighting some bugs today. Um, Who was here last week, Palm Sunday? Okay. Good amount. Um, Last Sunday we shared, we had just gotten back from Catch the Fire Dallas. We had done a, a healing school there. Needs more of that. Um, but we had shared the testimony about the pastor and his wife there are, not only do they pastor this church, but they are marketplace apostles. It is crazy the transformation that they have seen in their business. They actually have about three different businesses. Um, they have a, a boat repair shop, so it's like fiberglass work. And then they have an auto body shop, and I'm forgetting what the third one is now. <laughs> but through this whole like bolt, boat culture, uh, it's completely changed. They um, have all of these professional like bass fishermen come in. They have YouTube channels and all these people we don't know. But they said, you know, these are all the famous people. We're like, okay, we'll take your word for it. We don't fish. But... Um, the, the culture used to be just horrible with lots of drinking and sleeping around and cussing and just, you know, the world and all its glory. And then you have John and Lauren. They come in and they just start loving on people right where they're at. And next thing you know, they're having them pray over the different boat shows and things that are happening. And next thing you know, they're like asking her, would you, would you sing one of those sing- songs that you sing in church at this boat show? And there's, I was there um, during this boat show that's one of the biggest in the U.S. And there was no drinking, no cussing. No, everybody was just, it felt like being home. Everybody was just friendly and welcoming and there's just the whole atmosphere was peace and that was in five years it went from you know one extreme to the other and so there's just there's power in the testimony so I wanted to highlight that again today and Steve also went on to share last week about Heidi Baker's testimony when he was in Taiwan and how powerful that was she just began to share a testimony of God's provision and next thing you know, people were undone, and they walked, they walked out of that place completely different, knowing that God is a big God. And so I want to hear from some of you today uh, before I get into the message. I'm sure somebody in this room has a testimony, and it's not about how big or how small. It's just what, what has God done that you want to 
give him a shout for today. Give him some praise. Come on, Isaac. You can take a couple others, too. So, okay. Douglas? My... <laughs> Brittany, yes. <laughs> Come on up. Um, finally, kind of coming to the place in my life where even when I was leading a church, it was uh, check my bank, bank account five times a day, um, make sure things were good. How's my 401k? Is everything good? My job, doing all that stuff to coming to a place where it's, okay, God, whatever you have. And, um, and uh, so, so I put in a bid for this, uh, for this person and, uh, and uh, she calls me um, about a week later and um, I came out twice to see what she, the project she needed to get done. And uh, she told me, she says, you're the most professional company. And I, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. And I hire a couple uh, subcontractors that work with me. But um, she says, you're the most professional company, um, most professional company I've ever dealt with. Um, and, uh, but your, your price is too low. So I need you to double it. And, uh, and I was like, like, like you literally like double the, the price. Cause I, I thought it was pretty reasonable, but if you feel like I need to double it. So I, I doubled the price. She says, cause somebody like you needs to make more money cause you're professional. So I doubled the price. I went out, she, she accepted the bid, went out and did the job. She gave me the, uh, she paid, um, uh, after I was finished and, um, and she says, uh, do, do you, do you want this, um, this extension ladder is just sitting in her garage and it's a brand new extent, probably about $350 extension ladder. And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she says, good. Cause I don't want it. And I really need somebody to take it off my hands. She says, so it's a tip for you. And I was like, yes, thank you, God. And I'll be honest with you. There, there was a season where, where everything was, Nick, I nickeled and dimed my life. Like everything was about, like every, I had to account for every single thing that was happening. And now it's like, when I give, I just give. When I, when somebody needs something, I just, when, you know, it just, it's just a different season. And, um, and it's like the Lord's like, I'm just, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure things are good. Even if you bid wrong, I'm going to fix it for you. <laughs> and sure enough. So I just want to thank the Lord for like covering my family in that way. So I could share a lot of things, but I think just March was incredible. And just, there was a lot of blockages that were just really lifted off and I was healed. And all of a sudden I was doing what I wanted to do ever since I first got in this church building, which is getting at work with my previous church, the Denver Church of Christ. And it's just filled with some of the most amazing, talented people ever. You know, there's a, uh, a veterinarian named Ross, and he actually has an Animal Planet show. He goes viral. He literally will serenade puppies with guitar, but he also, you know, works on the worship team, and they're doing incredible stuff. And I actually could have been in on it, but literally some of my equipment broke down, and I just was uncomfortable. I was dealing with trauma, but man, it's all lifted up and it's just been, the Lord's have been really validating me in general because 
this is stuff I've wanted to do all my life, but I just grew up in a very protective church. I'm like, hey, I want to go to other churches. And they're like, no, Douglas, you have to stay here. Or at the very least, it has to be a mainline church of Christ. You can't go to any of those churches. It's just going to be evil. And they just, they just didn't, they didn't get it. They're, they're, they, they thought I was leaving the family, and that's never what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to extend the family. And so uh, I'm, I'm still figuring out what it looks like, but I can tell it's going to involve worship in this church, worship in the Denver church, and worship in the Bridgeway church. My uh, parents are getting ready to open up their house to musicians for Bridgeway, and so I'm going to be having all kinds of musicians over in the house. I'm looking forward to having the songwriting team over. Uh, it's going to be really awesome. It's just, I can't keep track of all the great things God is doing. <laughs> Hi, everybody. For those of you who don't know me, I am Brittany. Um, I, I, I wanted to just share the goodness of, of, of God from um, kind of a place of, of where I am now and, and kind of where I was, uh, just giving kind of a, a general. Um, before uh, Christ found me, I was very deep in depression. I was broken. Um, I, was, I, was, I was very sad all the time, and I didn't want to be here anymore. And I used to curse God. I used to curse him in my despair. I used to. I used to say, um, you know, God, if you're so great, why don't you kill me? <laughs> why don't you kill me? I'm a cosmic joke. And, and that was truly how I felt. That was truly how I felt. But since being saved by Christ, God has taken all of that brokenness that I felt. Thank you. <laughs> He's taken all of that brokenness. You know, I've always loved to write. I've always loved to write. And I've always loved to sing. And and the enemy robbed me of that. There were years and years and years where I wouldn't sing songs out of my mouth. There were years and years and years where it was a desert. Of, 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 there was, it was just dryness. There was nothing. All of the inspiration was gone. And, and God has been so good to me. He has given me back my voice. He's given me back inspiration, wellsprings of inspiration. He's given me fire. And I have been praying for all of us that God would, would, would just ignite all of our fires, those of us who are in him and those of us who don't know we're his yet. Thank you, Thank you for sharing. I know we could actually spend the rest of our time together today just going around the room and hearing amazing testimonies because that's who God is. He loves each and every person in this room right where you're at and just so individually. You know, he's omnipresent. He's a God that is everywhere all at the same time, but yet he's with us so personally, no matter what we're going through, no matter where we're at. Uh, let's just pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would have your way in this place today, that you would just take us all into that 
that secret place, even though here we are with other people in a room, we can be in that secret place with you at the same time. That intimate place with you where you're whispering truth into our heart, into our mind. I thank you, Lord God, that you would just rule and reign over our entire beings, body, soul, and spirit. I thank you for your angels, your ministering angels that are here with us today, Lord. And I thank you that people will receive. They'll receive your love and your truth in a new, fresh measure like never before. For your glory, Lord. Question. You don't have to answer this out loud, but just in your heart, are you open today? Are you surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? These are very important questions today. Are you wanting all that he has for you today? I know a lot of you are, I know you, so you're like all in. You're like, yes, I'm fully surrendered. Yes, I am completely open to everything that he has for me. So with that, I want you to think about um, some images that Easter time uh, makes you think of. And can, you can like yell them out. What are some different things when you think of Easter? What was it? Easter bunny. Easter bunny. Power. Power. Cross. Resurrection. Life. Eggs. Jesus, the tomb, chocolate, redemption, <laughs> family, jelly beans. Rich got jelly beans for a gift, <laughs> and he brought them and he shared them this morning with everybody. <laughs> so nice. What is it? Lamb. Life. Yep. Usually there's a lilies. Butterflies, spring, what is it? Betrayal. Betrayal, yeah, yeah, seeds. <laughs> well, those are all symbols of new life and growth. You know, even like the jelly beans can have growth if you eat too many of them, right? <laughs> it, can be, it can be growth. <laughs> <laughs> too much chocolate, too much jelly beans, <laughs> you can have growth. Um, but we definitely, we don't want to forget the cross, right? That's the reason why we're here today. Like I said, I look around the room and all the testimonies, we are here, it all began with the cross. And without Easter, without Jesus, without that conquering of sin and death, the cross would mean very little to us. All those other symbols, they'd just be like trappings of pagan celebrations. We can't forget the cross. The cross on its own, though, it's a symbol of torture. It's a symbol of death. The vilest sinners were tortured 
on crosses. Many of the disciples that, that stood at the foot of the cross, they would have their, their place on a cross being tortured. Think about how likely it would be for us to hang that symbol in our home, this symbol of torture, of death, on the walls of our home without the resurrection. Do you think we'd all have so many crosses on our walls if it wasn't for the resurrection? We look to this gruesome symbol with mixed feelings. I don't know about you, but even through worship today, it's just, it's a kind of a, I feel like a tug of war. Whereas I think about Jesus' death, even before he died, the beating and everything that he went through leading to the cross and then his death on the cross. And it's hard to, hard to fathom. We watched uh, The Passion of the Christ the other night again. Um, it's so hard. It's so hard to watch, but yet I think every Christian should because even what it depicts is nothing compared to what he actually went through, even though I think they came very close. It's really hard to watch. And it's hard for us to realize like, that that happened, that his love for us is so strong that that happened, but it did. And then you've got the resurrection, though. So you're just like, oh, so overwhelmed with his love and so sad by the pain he had to go through, but then so elated that... He did, and that he rose, because then we can have eternal life, and it's just, it's a mixed bag of emotions. I don't know, am I the only one, or do you guys experience that? We, we remember Jesus' death on the cross, though, because he beat it. We sang about that this morning. He beat death. He robbed the grave, right? <laughs> can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> That's why we're here. Um, for others, the empty cross is a symbol of Easter. Um, well, the same as us, the empty cross is a symbol and the cross has been overcome. For Christians, it should be a symbol of hope, of expectation. And hope is that core feeling deep down inside that something in our lives is going to result for the good. Without hope, man, it's, it's not a good place to be in. That's where I was before I found Jesus. I was hopeless. I didn't grow up knowing him. I was 19 when I first heard the gospel. And I had tried to commit suicide many times before that. I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, because I didn't know him. I didn't have hope. I didn't even know why, why are my feet here on planet Earth. I had no idea. But then you have the cross, that empty cross that he beat. And once you realize that, oh man, I'm sure just like the rest of you, once you grasp that, it's like, oh, Easter and Christmas, it takes on a whole new meaning. It is definitely not about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's life. It's eternal life. It's more abundant life now. It's amazing. Um, children hope that good will happen to, to them, that people will be kind to them, right? 
that their needs will be met, that their wishes will be met. But adult hope tends to be more desperate. Will our lives make a difference? Right? Especially the older we get, we start thinking, is my life making a difference? Will we accomplish what God intended for us? Right? The word says that even before the foundations of the world, God knew our destiny. He put that into motion. So we start thinking as an adult, am I walking out my destiny? Am I? Will we die appreciated? Did the things that I did while I was walking around here on earth, did they matter to anybody? Were they appreciated? Does life mean anything? These are more adult kind of hopes that we hope for. Does death mean anything? Now, whether you're a born-again Christian or not, these questions are going to be, they're going to have a different answer. I can tell you never, ever, ever have I been more aware of humanity's need for the blood of Jesus Christ than these times that we're in right now. I've never been more aware. Never more aware of the, the cleansing power that is needed for the times that we're living in right now. For the blood of the lamb over every doorpost, right? And never have I been more aware of our need for a resurrected Savior. It doesn't, you don't have to go far, you know? You walk out these doors and you don't have to go far and you, you see the hurt, you see the pain, you see the fear. The good news is, though, that we have the answer. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, all those things can be broken off. People don't have to live in fear. They don't have to live in shame. They don't have to live with a poverty mindset. They don't have to live in addictions. Jesus paid the price for it all. Him. <laughs> Nothing that any of us can do. We can't ever be good enough to fix anybody else, especially ourselves. But him, he did it. He did it. And we just get to partake. Um, last Sunday was Palm Sunday. And if you're not familiar with that, you can um, read about it. John chapter 12 talks a lot about the triumphal entry. There was pilgrims um, who had come to Jerusalem for Passover, and they had just heard about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. So there was a little bit of excitement happening. Can you imagine if somebody here, like, got raised from the dead, the excitement that would transpire and the people that would come from all over the place? This is what's happening with this triumphal entry. And they realized Jesus, many realized that Jesus was the Messiah. And so here they were, and they're coming into the city, and they're shouting praises to him. They're like, it's him. It's him. Even those that maybe were on the fence and questioning, once Lazarus was raised from the dead, they're like, it's him. It's the Messiah. Nobody else is going around raising people from the dead. Um, 
If you want to go with me to John chapter 12 now, I want to read verses 24 and 25. I'm going to read out of the the Passion Translation. But you can follow along. So picking up after the triumphal entry here, we we have... um, quite an outrageous statement. It says, let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat. All because one grain died. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. Jesus is the seed that changes everything. God gave his very best. He sowed the ultimate seed, his own son. The grain of wheat that dies to bear much fruit to bring a harvest, a resurrection into your life, into my life. By the wounds of Christ, by his stripes, we are healed. And I just got to say, I am believing for all things new. I know when I found the Lord, he didn't just tweak this and tweak that. When I died to self, then he made a, a whole new Christie. Like, that, there's no part of the old hanging around anymore, I, and I won't allow it. It's not happening. A lot of people, um, Jim and Pam, talked about Wednesday, how um, Jim had mentioned a lot of people, they'd, like, grab this dead corpse, and next thing you know, they're, like, walking around with it on them. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> let's not do that. If it's dead, let's leave it dead. Let's walk in the newness of life. I am believing for every person in this room and those that are watching at home this year, just the things that I've uh, picked up prophetically, the things that have been highlighted in his word lately, physical health. You know what? (laughs) We are going to see so many miracles. There are so many fighting a battle right now with physical health. But we know that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And we are going to see that walked out. We're going to see the manifestation of healing walked out. We're going to see financial favor and abundance. We just heard a testimony of that. These are the things I know we're going to see. Victory in your family. Even right now, if you just think of a relationship that maybe isn't the best in your family. Just even close your eyes for a minute and think about that relationship. And I just I speak restoration right now to that relationship. God, I thank you that you are all about family. You are love. Nobody loves like you do. And I thank you for your love to just break in to these relationships, to these families, that there would be victory. Victory for you, Lord, in Jesus' name.
And I also see um, promotion in, in careers. And I see salvation for children. If you have a child that you're believing for that has maybe walked away from the Lord, I'm, I'm seeing that, that they're coming back. I'm seeing those that don't yet know him. They're coming to him. It is going to be a good year. We have no idea how good God is. I keep getting over and over. He just keeps telling me, I'm better than you think. I'm better than you think. I'm like, I know, and it's hard to stand sometimes because you're overwhelmed. Um, But this is all part of just a miracle harvest that I see happening in 2021. So I don't know about you, but I'm really excited. Back to the cross. Um, We have this visible world, right, where we can all see with our natural eyes what's going on. And we could see that he... He died a horrendous death upon that cross. And what's going on in the invisible? What's going on in the spiritual realm? What happened in those realms that couldn't be seen with natural eyes? What happened was he took our place. Really let that sink in. He took our place. On that Christ, on that cross, Jesus Christ became the invisible bridge between God and man. Something very spiritual happened on that cross. Jesus showed up on that cross and he paid for our sin so that we could be released. He went to hell for three days so we don't have to go there. He was raised from the dead so we could be raised. That first song that we sang, oh, so good. Because he's resurrected, he resurrects us. We are a part of his death, his burial, his resurrection. It had to happen that way. It was the only way. He had to be that perfect sacrifice. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal Life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Without him, death. With him, life. Sin requires a payment, and the wage of sin is death. It's what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. They sinned, and death entered in. Since then, we've all sinned, and we owe a debt of death. But Jesus paid our debt. I should see a lot more smiles on faces, I feel like, right now. (laughs) Jesus paid our debt so we don't have to die. (laughs) This is, let this sink in. I know it's far beyond really what our human mind can comprehend. That's why you have to have relationship with Holy Spirit. You have to be fully immersed in him. And even then, it's a journey, and you find more and more what this looks like, that he took your place, that he paid our debt, that he died for our sins. He paid the price. We got the gift. His cross was our cross. Jesus' birth, life, ministry, death, 
Resurrection, it was all predicted hundreds of years before he even came on the scene. Here's what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 52, 14, and 53, 3 through 12. Many were amazed when they saw him beaten and bloodied. So disfigured, one would scarcely know he was a person. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him, and we looked the other way when he went by. He was despised, and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. But he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was whipped, and we were healed. All of us have strayed away like sheep. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, And as a sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. But who among the people realized that he was dying for their sins, that he was suffering for their punishment? He had done no wrong, and he never deceived anyone. He was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and fill him with grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have a multitude of children, many heirs. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of what he has experienced, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of one who is mighty and great, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among those who were sinners. He bore the sins of many and interceded for sinners. His cross was our cross. We deserved to be punished for our own sins. But he took our place. He was crucified. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's alive today. One of the first things Jesus did after the resurrection was to take his own blood into heaven's most holy place where he poured it on the eternal mercy seat for the salvation of mankind. He's our eternal high priest. Hebrews 9, 7 through 14. 
But only the high priest ever entered the most holy place, and only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of the people that had committed an ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. This is an illustration pointing to the present time. For the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the conscience of the people who bring them. For that old system only deals with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical res- regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. Christ is the perfect sacrifice. So Christ has now became the high priest over all the good that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for all our sins. He did all of this for us. John 10.10, anybody know that? The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? But, come on. (laughs) The other day, I woke up with him speaking that just in in my ear over my just entire being is the just life more abundantly life more abundantly and I could hardly get out of bed I always try and you know turn my affections towards him before I even get up in the morning and that was just I don't know one of the heaviest mornings when he just was speaking that over me life abundant life life abundant life I was like whoo this is going to be a good day okay (laughs) here we go Um, when he died on the cross in this physical world, it was blood, it was guts, it was horrific, 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 and it was life over death. (laughs) Jesus' death and finished work on the cross wasn't the end of the story, though. It was the beginning, and it's so sad how so many of the church stopped there. They recognize he died on the cross for them. They say, okay, so I've got eternal life, and off they go, and nothing ever changes. And I don't know, I had posted something the other day, but it's kind of been pumping through my veins since I got saved, but it's this thing of, if he died for me, the least I can do is live for him, you know? It should change your life once you realize What he did, three days after his burial, 
Jesus rose from the dead, though. (laughs) The cross was really just the beginning. Over 500 people saw him alive after the cross. This just wasn't a couple witnesses here and there. It was over 500 people. 1 Corinthians 15, 4 through 7 says, He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter, and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. As believers in Jesus, we are identified in him. He was our substitute on the cross. He was our substitute in death. He was our substitute in hell. Another thing I've seen circling around that makes a lot of sense, but it's it, people don't know Jesus. Let me see if I can get this right now. People that do know Jesus, this will be the closest thing to hell living on earth if you do know him. If you don't know him, never mind. My brain's not working. <laughs> I just got a fog. It was a good quote. should have wrote it down. But... um. Because he's alive, we're alive forevermore. (laughs) Um, We get all the benefits, all the blessings, all the favors, and he just keeps pouring them out on all those that will receive. Are you some today that are saying, I'm going to receive whatever he has for me? I am open and I'm going to receive. Because that's all. He's just like, just give me your yes. Just receive from me. He offers this to whosoever will, is what the scripture says. Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They shall be saved. Would you stand with me today? We're just going to take a few moments of of silence, and I want for everyone just to meditate on, on the scriptures that were just read today, to just personalize them. Realize that your Lord was beaten. and nailed to a cross in your place. Realize that it didn't end there. I love thinking about the women that ran to the the tomb, I was thinking this morning about what were they thinking that they could like roll the stone away? <laughs> like 
two little women. Let's go roll the stone away and make sure our Lord is uh, prepared for, for burial. But you know what? They didn't have to worry about that because when they got there, it was already rolled away. And there was angels there. The angels were like, what are you doing here? Don't you know he's gone? He's not here anymore. It's just an empty tomb. <laughs> In the same way that he died for you on the cross, he rose for you. And before that happened, he went to hell for you. <sighs> Lots of people have stories about that. Um, But none of us can really fathom what that's like. And hopefully we never will have to if we receive his payment. I know we're on a smaller scale today, but even with this many people in the room, there might be a, a chance that somebody here has never never given their lives to the Lord, never said that they wanted to receive this gift of Him dying for them, going to hell for them, raising from the dead for them. I want you to know today is the day of salvation, if that is you. I want you just to, to come see me afterwards. And I would love to pray with you. But for everybody else in this room right now, God has more. He has more. You don't have to come forward. You don't have to kneel. He is not about religion. There's not a formula with God. Right where you're at right now, He's right there. <laughs> He's right there. There's no special action that you have to do. You just set your affections towards Him and let Him know where you're at. And then just take a minute and just hear from Him what He wants to say to you today. He has he told me that He has a special, special message for each person in this room. And we just have to quiet ourselves, hear from Him before we walk out. He wants to speak something intimate to each person here. So we're just going to take a, a minute and do that. And then we'll, if anybody needs extra prayer, they can come up. <laughs>